Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Thanks so much for joining us. Today's guest is a big one, and I'm very excited and privileged to be able to talk to her. She is the head coach of the University of Tennessee Lady Vols basketball team, a product of White County, and uh, just someone that anybody across the Upper Cumberland, no matter whether you're from Sparta or anywhere else, you can proudly say that we've got somebody uh, heading up one of the most elite programs in college athletics right here from the Upper Cumberland and Sparta and White County. She is the head coach, Kelly Jolly Harper. Just kind of getting started, uh, I know, you know, Coach Summit was a huge uh, influence in, in your life and, and getting into coaching, but uh, and but I know that your, your dad as well, who was a coach, uh, influenced you a lot as well. Uh, but coach, I want to hit on a little bit about how, uh, your approach to the game and, and some of the influences that you started in, how do you approach the game and eventually how that trans, uh, translated over into your coaching philosophy and strategies and everything. Uh, but kind of going back to your, your elementary and your high school, uh, days with your head elementary basketball coach, Rhonda Girdley and your high school coach, Steve Holland. Oh, you know the what's really what's really been great in my life is I've had so many people around me that helped me, that supported me, that were role models that pushed me. Um, you know, I think back to elementary school and Rhonda Girdley. <laughs> Um, our, our coach talking about, I'll, I'll never forget, you on a game day, if you had a game day, go home, get plenty of rest, get your homework done, and no Coke. I will never forget that, you know, and it was, <laughs> so it was uh, pretty serious back then um, that how we took basketball and how we took the games, you know, making sure we got enough rest for our big elementary game that night. Yeah. and. You know, making sure we were taking care of our bodies. We were not putting Coca-Cola in our bodies. <laughs> um, and and then also, you know, take care of your schoolwork. Get that done. And so, you know, I, it may it may have been um, the elementary version of, but still, some of the things that elite athletes at the college level um, have to tackle every day, taking care of your body, getting plenty of rest, and um, and getting your schoolwork done before before your big games. So um, I, I think also back then it was fun. Um, I, I think that was really important because I think at a young age, if if children do not have fun when, when they're pursuing a sport or a hobby or an interest, then that interest will fade. And for me, I enjoyed uh, playing. I enjoyed practicing, even at an early age, and I have to credit a lot of my coaches for that. Um, I think um, when I'm talking specifically about Steve Holland, one of the things that I really enjoyed about him was the dialogue and the communication that we had 
and um, you know him respecting even at, at an early age maybe my opinions and my thoughts, um, but you know us totally wanting to play for him. The same thing. I think he enjoyed it. I think he. We had fun playing together, but we also, I mean, we wanted to win. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that was, we were really competitive, and um, you know, as I think back, I think so many of my coaches early on there in White County were really competitive. When I played t-ball, we <laughs> we were undefeated. When we <laughs> lost, I remember a coach crying, an adult man <laughs> crying. And, well, I was balling, too, you know. So we learned from an early age that losing is just different yeah. than winning. And, and uh, you know, you're talking about having fun within the game, and, and that makes everything a whole lot easier to do when you're having fun. I see a lot of that. Uh, I think you're probably of any of the coaches in the University of Tennessee uh, head coaching ranks, you're probably the most – I guess more candid and more transparent when it comes to social media and, 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 you know, you got your kids on there and you just look like you're having fun and the players around you, uh, whether it be after a win in the game, stuff like that, obviously you're having fun when you win, but it just looks like everybody is, is upbeat and having a really good time and, and, and having fun playing basketball. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that starts with, I, I enjoy getting up every day. I enjoy what I do. I really do. I'm, I've always been uh, a person that loves life and just, you know, I get up every day with an excitement um, about what's new and um, try to reflect that in the way I live and, um, you know, the way we raise our children and the way we coach. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's – you're obviously doing it um, – Let's talk about just really Middle Tennessee basketball, uh, basketball in the Middle Tennessee area, Upper Cumberland specifically. There's a lot of good competitive schools, uh, and you being a product of, you know, coming out of White County, there's there's a lot of good schools in this area that produce some really talented basketball players. And, and, and you know, putting your recruiting hat on a little bit right now, um, without obviously saying anybody's name because I know that probably violates some sort of NCAA rule. But, uh, you know, just talk about no matter what the classification, whether it's single A all the way up to triple A, there's a, a lot of talent in this in this area. What, what do you see from your seat in looking at uh, that talent level being in the recruiting side of things? Yeah, so I think um... – you know, when I specifically think about Middle Tennessee basketball, Upper Cumberland basketball, um, I think of gritty gym rats that just figure it out, that want to win, they're competitive, they love the game, they're playing for the right reasons. Um, you know, I think it describes so many teams. Um, and the, the other thing that I like to talk about, there are so many programs in that area that are rich in tradition and history and the fan support that those programs get it's it's very unique you know i we we go all across the nation recruiting so i've been in high school gyms and not every high school gym will be packed and and 
you know, it's it's really special when you have that. And I think a lot of the a lot of the communities in Upper Cumberland get behind their girls' basketball teams. I think they really pull for them and support them. And I think those girls become um, good role models, positive role models for that community. And I think that's I think that's a really neat dynamic in that area. The other thing that I've always thought about just some of the coaches in that area uh, just do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. You know, year after year, um, they're they really understand what a program is. It's not just a team. I mean, it is a program because it is year after year after year you're seeing these teams uh, compete at really high levels. And I think that is that has been great for the development of, of the players um, because they're getting such great coaching. And as I've talked to so many different Upper Cumberland coaches, and that's kind of what we do here on this podcast is – we kind of highlight the coaches that are here because we always talk about the players uh, because that's, you know, the players create the highlights and things of that nature. But uh, a lot of people don't know the the backgrounds and the connections of the coaches that we have here uh, in the Upper Cumberland. And it's amazing how there's so many coaching trees that, that have just branched off and, and uh, they all know each other. They all get along. They all want to beat each other when it comes <laughs> when it comes to game time. But after the game is over with, they're they're kind of coming back and, and back to friends. I'm curious uh, from especially the tennis, you know, being the head coach of the Lady Vols and, and being such a, a at a high level of women's basketball in college. Um, how is the coaching camaraderie within? Uh, those types of ranks as compared to what it might be in a high school? Uh, you know, I think there is a, there's a friendliness um, to most of the relationships. There's a healthy respect. I think you see very similar. Um, there's a competitiveness. There's an edge to to most of the coaches at this level. Um I think the the biggest difference uh, comes in the recruiting piece, and um, unfortunately, there are a lot of folks out there that will throw daggers. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just the negative recruiting that you see at this level is um, can be uh, it can feel personal at times, mm-hmm. um, and I think um, you know that's you know that's an area that. It, it just is what it is. I mean, we you you just deal with it and move on. But I think that's probably the biggest negative um, between the coaches. But you know, I think just there's so much respect for so many so many of these talented coaches. Yeah, and you know, obviously the the recruiting game is is crazy <laughs> as as it can be for sure. But uh, you know, you talking about. Uh, having that mutual respect and I don't think anybody had more respect than coach summit and, and setting that, that standard, that bar so, so high, um, and, and being the trailblazer that she was, I know a lot of people compare you to her and I know a lot of people, uh, look at you as, as, as a somewhat of a second coming of coach summit or something like that. Uh, you as a player, because I remember going to watch you play, 
just like what you just described, uh, girls basketball here in the Upper Cumberland, very gritty, gym rats, uh, hard nosed, trying to figure out a way. That was the kind of player that I feel like you were as well. What are some of the things, some of the similarities in Coach Summit's game, because obviously you played for that you're instilling into your program, but what's the twist and what are some of the things that you've added your own little little take on uh, to put your stamp on it? Yeah, well, I think, you know, first off, I've been away from the University of Tennessee and, and uh, for several years now, I'm not trying to date myself or anything, but um, as a from a from a player standpoint, you know, I've been a head coach now for uh, 16 or 17 years. I can't remember at this point. You get if you're over 15, it's over 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think for me, I've had an opportunity to go out and to establish who I am as a coach and who um, and, and what I value and how I teach and how my teams look. Uh, because I played for Pat, I think you're, you know, when you're around her and you, especially if you want to go in the profession, you're going to take something away. You're, you're ignorant not to, but you're also helpless to, you're going to just being around her because um, she's that type of person you want to be around. You wanted to be like, um, you, you know, you wanted to model that. Um, I think the the first thing is I'm not trying to be her. You know, I get that. That's not, that's not who I am. That's not, uh, that wouldn't come off very genuine. Um, if I could be her, I would, I would do it right now in a heartbeat and move on. But, you know, I think the best thing for me to do is be the best me. Um, and the best me has learned from her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I want it to look the same, I want it to look intense, and I want it to look classy. I want us to treat people the right way. I want it to be supportive of student-athletes and our fans and our staff. Um, the basketball piece, you know, the game has changed so much since I played personally. But, you know, just going out with and playing with a little bit of an air about yourself or a chip on your shoulder one of the two, um, my teams have traditionally had a little chip on their shoulder, um, and I think sometimes it gives you a little bit of an edge. Um, Pat built her program on defensive philosophies and rebounding philosophies, and obviously we want to be that gritty, tough, defensive rebounding team as well. Um, I think, you know, offensively we want to be a, a up-tempo um have fun, share the basketball um, style, and I think that's I think that's fun to play, and I think it's fun to watch. Definitely fun style to coach. And uh, you're talking about how the game has changed so much. Obviously, when Coach Summit was in there, uh, women's professional basketball at some level was was trying to get off the ground, and it did. Uh, but most of the time, if you wanted to go play pro ball somewhere you'd have to go overseas. Now, not necessarily the case. Uh, when you started your head coaching career uh, and to as it has evolved as to today, how much of, of the aspirations of the young ladies that you're recruiting and you're talking to, how much is, has the enticement of come here, you can get to the pro level, how much in the recruiting game has that become more prevalent over the years? Well, I think – the players that we are recruiting have aspirations to play professionally. Uh, 
they, you know, they're, they're really talented. They're good at this and they want to keep doing it. And I think, you know, one of the things that we want to make sure that we do is continue to develop all of our players so that they're better every year and then they have an opportunity to play at the next level. And, um, I think that's, I think, the whole landscape has changed. I think, you know, players, you know, 20 years ago grew up admiring college athletes or the high, local high school athletes. I know for me that's who I admire. I admired our local high school athletes, mm-hmm. um, athletes in the upper Cumberland. Um, you know, and I think um, now a lot of these young players grow up idolizing WNBA players. So they have a different, um, it's a different look, you know, it's a different level now. They see they can, can they see it actually happening um, where they could, they could be a professional athlete. And I think that is, uh, that's inspired a lot of young women. Um, and I agree. Uh, I, I see more, um, a lot of kids looking at playing at pro ball now than, than what they used to and just aspiring to be the best high school, the best college player, uh, those types of things. Uh, Coach, we'll kind of wrap it up with this. And, and uh, I always love asking this question uh, to every coach that I talk to. And I think it's more about um, how they want to leave the game, behind, you know, how they want to leave the game behind better than the, than, better than what they found it but I think it's more so through the players. So, uh, you know, looking at a player that's been through your program, no matter where it's been at, whether, you know, uh, whatever school that you've been to, including Tennessee now, uh, what do you hope that uh, a player who has been through your program uh, can take away and talk about being coached by Kelly Harper? You know, it's such a good question. And uh, occasionally – you get those notes back from kids and they they give you a thank you and that's not what I'm looking for. I want them to leave our program better. And you know, not just an athlete but a citizen. I want them to be prepared for the real world. I also want them to leave our program, and still have a love for basketball. I think sometimes um, basketball at this level can feel like a job. It is taxing on your body. It's taxing on your mind. Um, and and sometimes I think kids can lose that love. And, and it it makes me smile when we have players leave here and they still love the game, you know. And I think that's they've enjoyed their experience if that's been the case. Um, I also want them to leave here and know that no matter what, I'm one phone call away. Um, ironically, I just got a text this morning from one of our former players letting me know that she is pregnant. She's so excited um, uh, that that she's she's going to have a baby. And so it's, you know, just hearing, hearing their them as people and knowing them um, and as individuals, I, I think I think that's really important. Uh, and, and that's really cool. And, and uh, we we hear that so much when we talk to coaches is that they really want their players not just to be better athletes but better human beings and, and better for our communities no matter where they go. 
um, whether they stay here in the Upper Cumberland area or go elsewhere, they want them to be good, good citizens, good people. Uh, you talk about, uh, you mentioned one thing when you were answering that question about, you know, just be, be good people. Obviously, your husband as well as yourself is totally enthralled in, in the game of basketball. You've got two young kids. Uh, what do you like to do to chill out and, and not be on a basketball court? What do you guys like to do to uh, just kind of unplug? Yeah, so obviously me growing up in the Upper Cumberland area, I am a rural, rural girl. I, am, I, like, um, I like getting, getting home, uh, getting on a horse. Riding horse. Um, I like um, just getting away in in those areas. You know, that's that's what I enjoy. Um, our family's been able, not recently, but we've been able to travel quite a bit. We've we've enjoyed that. Um, really, for me, just spending time with our children. Um, you know, they they've been um, they've been troopers through the move and starting school. Just you know, being being great about, um, you know, their life and how different it is than a lot of people. Um, I, we also have a, um, we also have a pool. This is the first time we've owned a pool. So now we have a swimming pool and the kids enjoy getting out there. So, um, you know, we just, we just enjoy spending time together. And, um, I think that's, that's been really good for both John and I. Well, that's great. Uh, one one very last question, and I know that uh, just because the basketball tournament got cut short, you know, for or basketball season got cut short uh, for you guys this past year, um, and, and still kind of being restricted to a level. I know that the athletes were finally able to kind of get back on campus here recently and, and start. Uh, in in their off season workouts, but uh, how has that been in order to adjust uh, to your regular schedule of of off season workouts, practices, uh, those types of things? And how has that changed? And do you think it's going to affect the overall quality of of basketball or really any sport? If you really want to think about it, uh, how's that going to affect the quality of play moving forward into the next season? Do you think? Well, I think it could. I think it could affect some things. One of the one of the things I was most excited about this summer was working with our players and, and seeing them improve individually because we needed to. We needed to make some strides, and now um, they can still do that. But the own the ownership has has really been on them. I mean, they're the only ones knowing what they're doing. We're not keeping tabs. Uh, we can't keep tabs on them. They have to. They have to do it. It's completely on them. And I think, you know, many years ago, that was the case. Coaches couldn't work with players in the summer, and it was on the player themselves to get in the gym and, and work on their game. So we've kind of been back to that a little bit. Um, we're getting our players back on campus, and when we do, we still have to go through some transitional periods, and we'll have to figure out when the NCAA and the SEC is going to allow us to do workouts with our team. And so until that actually happens, you know, they they have to take ownership and they have to understand how important it is to not just get in the gym and get shots up, but get in the gym and 
get game-like shots up and and specifically work on what they need to work on. I think it's a it's a big summer. You don't have to be behind. You mm-hmm. don't have to be behind as a team or as an athlete, but it is on you and, and your self-motivation to be able to, to get in there and do that. Well, uh, I know that uh, uh, regardless of, of the amount of practice time, your mentality and just your way that you approach the game, I know that the Lady Vols are going to be – highly competitive you've had a good recruiting class and i think that uh, uh rocky top's going to be rocking once again uh, this upcoming season thanks so much for joining us coach i appreciate it thank you head coach kelly harper of the university of tennessee lady vols god bless you coach we'll talk to you later thank you inside the coach's headset presented by tony smith your hometown shelter insurance agent call tony at 528-7079 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the coach's headset.